Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Alexa White, and with me this week is one of the people I met at the Mox Boarding House uh, LVO uh, Invitation Series Qualifier. It's Dustin. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? It's been an interesting day, but it's going. And after this, I'll probably watch some weird, obscure Chinese film that is just free on YouTube, even though it came out earlier this year. Okay, I love watching those shorts. Um, I get sucked into them whenever there's, like, a really weird one. No, this is, like, full-on films. Ch uh, Chinese streaming services is like, oh, this film has been on our service for two months. Uh, we're just going to put it up on YouTube with English subtitles for free now. And I'm just like... <laughs> What business model is this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do what you can, right? Those YouTubers are uh, going to take advantage of that system. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's the companies who made it are putting it up. Really? Directly? Yes. It's wild. <laughs> I will admit I don't understand that business model then. No, I don't. But also it's China, so it may just be like, hey, most of our population can't get to YouTube and this is some way to influence other countries. Mm. Some of them are pretty okay, too. These are all like mid-budget films, so it's not like we're getting like insane high production value stuff. It's, it's, it is mid to low budget films, but they're still fun. Have you ever seen um, Stephen Chow? I don't know if he's Chinese, but he he makes a lot of those um, kind of mid-budget films, and I love them so much. Um, let me see if I've seen any of. Oh, um, no, but he has one that I've been wanting to get to because he did The Mermaid in 2016. Hmm, I haven't seen that one just yet. Mm -hmm. I've heard very good things about that film. So that that is one on my list to get to. Yeah, in general, his stuff is really solid. I mean, mm -hmm. Journey to the West and Oh. <laughs> he made Dragon Ball Evolution. I believe so, yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> That's a film. <laughs> I just all I really remember from it is the hair flip when his hair goes up and it's only like 2 inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, for people who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Dustin Reed. I'm a member of the Stormbreakers community. Um, I play a lot in Olympia and Puyallup. Um, shout out to Next Level The Gamers Den and Paradox Trading Post. Those yep. are my, those are my locals, um. But I really try and bring the community together and get as many people into the game as possible. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for context for those outside of Washington State, because I know I have a lot of people, uh, Puyallup and Olympia are southern Washington. So, they're close, but not that close. I think it's yeah, about a two-hour drive. So, Seattle to Puyallup is probably... About an hour, maybe an hour and some change. And then Olympia, depending on traffic, is like an hour and 40 minutes or three hours. Because going down I-5 oh, is... Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, I went to school at Evergreen. Uh, Evergreen State okay. College in Olympia. So I am familiar with that area. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I don't know if it's still around, but I was a big proponent of the little uh, RPG shop, uh, RPG press, um, and uh, 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 meetup space, Heart of the Dunicorn, down in downtown Olympia. I don't know if that survived the pandemic or not, though. You know, I actually know this. Um, it did. And Woo! the reason I know it, I was I was door knocking for my job and I just ended up talking to somebody who still works there. So it is around. Good for them. It's it's I was in that section of downtown all the time where it was Heart of the Dunicorn and King Solomon's Reef, the bar. Okay. Uh King Solomon's Reef, Reef would make me a grape milkshake, so I went there a fair bit. <laughs> Are you a big fan of grape milkshakes? I've never I, heard of that. I like the color. Pu- I like to taste purple, and like artificial grape flavoring is just the taste of purple, and I love it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm a weird person, but now, uh, I remember the day coming home, which was the day that the uh, train derailed on I five. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That was a big one. Um, I remember seeing that on the news. That was the day I came home from college once. <laughs> so uh, do you do you ever get back down to the area? Not as often as I used to. Uh, it was a lot easier when my friends who were still in college were like, yeah, you can crash on the couch. Come hang out. <laughs> we'll let you crash on the couch uh, while you're down here for a couple of days. Now that I don't have that as much, it's much harder to get down there, especially since my wo- life schedule has changed while I'm now working weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I do love Olympia as a city a lot, and I wish I could get down there more often, but I, a lot of the people who I knew down there aren't there anymore. Right, as is life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I must ask you, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Yeah. Um, so like we were talking about, really, MCP is what got me interested in the Marvel Universe. Um, and so my my knowledge of Marvel has been expanding with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really am a fan of, um, like, Nimrod. Nice! Yeah, and like the uh, the Tri Sentinel, like I really love those really just crazy characters that I don't even know what they do on the tabletop. Yeah, no Nimrod. I I I want to see Nimrod, and I want to see Orchid. Orchid, who's that? Uh, Orchid is a newer Sentinel sort of human person. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. She has a really great. Uh, Orchid is technically the name of an organization but it also may be the name of a character it's complicated um but there's like this half sentinel half human scientist character that's really cool in one of the more recent marvel uh x-men comics uh okay that i want to see as well but she's probably also too new to get into the game quite yet yeah would that like i mean would under your skin the tactics card come into play maybe who knows um, but yeah, uh, Nimrod is a great shout. Um, we are just, uh, we were talking about Marvel vs. Capcom earlier. 
and I want to remind people that we're only a couple characters away from having the entire Marvel half of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really where I was introduced to Marvel, mm-hmm. um, is Marvel versus Capcom. And I would play Juggernaut um, just <laughs> because he's such a cool character. Uh, he takes up half the screen, and he yep. hits really hard. Oh, yeah. And that's all I want to do. <laughs> is punch people in the face with big boys. Yeah, and that's really the uh, mentality I've brought to MCP. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to punch people really hard. Yes. So, uh, I, you brought us a big boy. Who did you bring? Yeah, this is one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel, and that's Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yes, Magneto, the character that is slowly, slowly, slowly getting harder and harder to justify existing. Um. As the Holocaust gets further and further away. Well, he's had a couple of times where his age resets. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but... Well, no, I mean, like, in the films. Because, like, they keep having to do a new version of Magneto, and it keeps pulling the timeline of those films back. Because Mm. Magneto is such an integral character, but also his experiences with a specific historic event is so integral to him that it's making him hard to do in a modern context yeah and i mean it's it's tough a lot of characters have that problem Mm -hmm. um i mean you know you have characters that have just been updated throughout the ages but you know there are characters that they don't really receive new stories they just kind of follow that floating timeline of comics where insert character into modern era yeah you know Mm mm-hmm I, I have my pitch for how they could do it, but uh, Disney will never go for it because it is uh, politically charged. And mm. I'm going to leave that for people to speculate and have conversations on the Discord and not out that on the podcast because it's a doozy. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, but yeah, Magneto is uh, a character we've done one time before, but it's so long ago in the time that my records have been lost that I'm not going to worry about uh, us uh, not redoing what we did with him already. Because um, it's been nearly 100 episodes. He showed up in episode 43, and it is episode 136. The game has changed a lot in that time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I joined MCP about a year ago, and it's changed so much just since then. I mean, we've had crisis card updates. Yep. Uh, Lots of banned and restricted changes since then. Mm -hmm. And not to mention with the speed that these characters come out, um, the game is always evolving, even if there's no, like, rule changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, we, of course, won't be doing him in Brotherhood of Mutants or Cabal because those are his affiliated places. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any affiliations that jump out to you? There's a couple that jump out to me straight off the bat. Yeah, so one of the things that is very important to Magneto is power generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's got an X-cost uh, superpower, and it's, in my opinion, one of the best in the game. It's repeatable, and that's Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to read it for people that don't know? No, we're, we're kind of a mid-level podcast where it's like, okay. you can look up the cards yourself. <laughs> okay. 
Well, Fatal Attraction, you know, that's just one of his abilities. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the things that jump out are I want a leadership that is going to give him power mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, and so I think Red Skull 2 in Hydra is yeah. where I like him. Yeah, that that is an expensive core, but that is still a solid shout. Just giving him a consistent third or fourth power turn, depending on what his construct situation is like, does do stuff. Um, I mm-hmm. The things that jump out to me come out at a little different direction. Because mm-hmm. um, the first place that jumps out to me for him is Convocation. Really? Because one of the big challenges with someone like Magneto, who's sixth threat, is making him fit. Right? Mm-hmm. But with Convocation and the scalability of where their leadership is, it means you can fit him at every point value already. Um, just by switching out which Convocation character you're using as your leader. Um, yeah. And then he likes the mobility off of the get hit place within one uh, ability that their leadership provides. Yeah, that's that's one of the main drawbacks of Magneto. As the game progresses and we get more and more highly mobile, highly damaging characters, mm-hmm. immediately a short move just seems like it gets less relevant. Yes. Um, and it's it's like that acts as a band-aid and you are he's suddenly a physical attacker who does a lot of scary physical stuff so your opponent has to respect the physical side of things uh to balance out the heavy mystic and energy focus as well as a character who does who really likes books <laughs> yeah he he definitely is very objective based if you're going to play him outside of affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to get to a point and stick to it. And, you know, kudos to him. He holds points very well. Yes, He's he does. got great defenses. He can take a hit and he can dish it out in return. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they get to pushing him, oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, he can be basically staggered whenever he gets pushed short. Yes. And that's a tough tough pill to swallow. Um, which, but I think that... He, go ahead. Which, speaking of, that leads into one of my other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, he does not like conditions and he does not like getting pu- pushed. Let's put him in uh, Winter Guard. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Winter Guard. I think that people sleep on this affiliation. Oh, yeah. My friend Anthony has been playing them uh, pretty consistently, and it's put up a fight. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just based on the talk around the community, you would think that they just get put down. But, no, I've had some games where I was like, I don't think I'm going to win this. (laughs) So, uh, I right after Winter Guard came out, I went on a 10-game win streak with them. Yeah. Uh, including beating a Thanos shield list, which is very scary. <laughs> I mean, Rich Mid also says that he's, like, really good with uh, with Winter Guard. He says yeah. that he's gotten to the point where I think that people around him just know that it's the best thing that he can bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I played a very different Winter Guard than most people. How so? Uh, I was running as my secures uh, both Ds and superpowered scoundrels. Okay. Most most people are like, I want to play the down the middle crises with Winter Guard. I yeah. played a. I think all of these characters can win one v ones, so I'm going to split it up and create a bunch of one v ones that I think I can win. I think that that's a really interesting way to play them. And depending on how you build your roster, you know, any affiliation can play um, these crises. And I think that in general, the game has gotten kind of to the point where everybody thinks that there are set crises that teams should be playing. But yeah, if you bring those other ones, you can put a totally different spin on the affiliations you bring. Uh-huh. And it was also, uh, the funny thing is I think they are the best Cosmic Invasion team. Uh, Why is that? Uh, so, specifically, unlike uh, M'Baku's leadership, uh, Crimson Dynamo's leadership is uh, when you're contesting a secure and would be pushed, you roll a dice. Mm-hmm. That does not say push by enemy effect, and that is not doing your turn. Or doing a turn. So it can happen uh, during uh, clean, uh, power phase when Cosmic Invasion activates. So if you roll the success, you gain the two power, and then you roll a die to see if you actually get pushed or not. Yeah. I mean, not not um, doing crisis effects is one of the drawbacks of M'Baku's leadership. Yeah. And if you don't have that... You know, you can hold a point really reliably, especially because it's not once per turn. Yeah. No, it is fantastic leadership. And then, as I said, also, at the start of your activation, get rid of condition. There are some conditions Magneto hates. Like, he does not like shock. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Magneto, he doesn't like a lot of conditions. Mm -hmm. Um just because he, if you can stop his mobility, if you can lower his damage output, I'm going to say he doesn't mind incinerate too much. Because yeah. when you can shift to that mystic defense, and if you're incinerated at five, that's still really good. Yeah. For sure. Um, are there any other affiliations that jump out to you? Cause there's definitely a couple more that I'm thinking about. You know... I really, I would say Inhumans, but with Black Bolt as a leader, that is just a tall list yeah. right there between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really think that something to do with power is probably the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but movement, I mean, X-Men, he's got the medium base, yeah. so the storm hop is good. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's a very scary piece in an X-Men's list. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... Well, not a today thing, because I don't think... I think the only affiliation that would really work for it would be Cabal, and we're not doing Cabal because he's... Uh, <laughs> Magni's already affiliated there. I think there is going to be a very scary Cabal list that is uh, Magneto, Ultron, Metal Tyrant. Oh, yeah. The new one, he looks so good, and... Yeah. I, I've only seen him a couple of times, but... It, doesn't he have one where he blows up terrain and the grunts come out of that? Whenever an allied effect 
uh, destroy the piece of terrain. You get the grunts oh. back out. And there's nobody better than that. Than, than Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> yeah, um, I could totally see them teaming up and... That just seems like it's a no-brainer. Um, I've heard some pretty cool things that you can do with those grunts. Mm-hmm. Because if I remember correctly, I'm going to look it up, but he doesn't have a once-per-turn on his grunt summoning, does he? Uh, he does not, but you would need to find a way to get the grunts off the board. Because it says yeah. if there is not an Ultron drones in play, you may place an Ultron drones into play. Yeah, but that is um, a passive, so it doesn't look like it has to be on your turn. Yeah. And, you know, you can run them up there and just have them die <laughs> and just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a super interesting character. Um, other affiliations-wise, I think he does not mind a bump. That's true. The Midnight Suns, um, you know, they're, they're pretty tall, but I think with the bump, he's got the potential to use that power really well. And again, the medium base helps there. And, like, you can go suddenly a 15 of Blade Magneto Ghost Rider. Because Ghost Rider is the Midnight Sun, right? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And he's got the mobility. I think yeah. that, you know, when you're when you're building a list around Magneto, you really need to be able to cover that mobility with your other characters. Um, just because he's going to be, you know, your, your anchor. Yes. And so you want the other characters to run around and score the points and... You know, bring things back to him so that uh, enemies have to move into his threat range. I also, and this is a weird one. I'm not going to lie about this. This is going to be weird. I think he's an okay web warrior. Under which leader? Miles. So he gets the the rerolls. Yeah, he gets defensive rerolls, which makes him even more defensive, even if he's not using his doing his hat block. Mm-hmm. But also, Magneto is very good if he can attack at very specific ranges. Mm-hmm. And Web Warriors have ways to bring people into his blender. Also, he doesn't necessarily use a lot of his power turn one. So he can advance R&D to the other Web Warriors pretty safely. Um, to get them going. And like... It's just, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there. I don't know if it's a... It's probably not, like, the right tournament answer. But I think it's an interesting thing to look at. To be honest, if you're if you're running Magneto out of affiliation, it may not be the right tournament answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he has the potential to be very good in the right spots. But there's a reason that he's not seeing play outside of affiliation. Um, and so if you build a roster around him, you can probably circumvent those issues. Yeah, for sure. But I think in Web Warriors, it is really good because, again, he's going to be rolling those uh, six dice most of the time. And the ability to do a reroll and skull or reroll and modify skulls yeah. uh, seems really good. But is it 
kind of a hat on a hat. Well, the the bigger thing I think is suddenly his uh his reverse polarity. He can suddenly reroll skulls on it because the yeah. leadership says you may modify skulls if you're contesting an objective, not just on defense. That's true. I mean, there have been so many games where I've put him on the table and he's rolled four skulls mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. So the re-roll not really going to come into play here. But yeah, I, I, I think it has potential, especially just giving him the massive amount of like extra consistency on his offense as well as his defense just by that little thing. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting, may not be the way we go today. Um, I mean, what other affiliations have re-rolls here? Because um, he's not... There is, of course, New Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think we love because that is spending his power to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Wak- classic Wakanda. I don't think that's quite the place we want to get going. Um... Other, I think X Force is too expensive. Um, hmm. of course, there's think, always Criminal Syndicate. Yeah, but that's only. How do you feel about? Go ahead. How do you feel about him in Hellfire Club? That's an interesting choice. Just giving him extra power generation, um, and a little bit of healing, which is solid. Um, you have that versatility where you can really just pick and choose what you're, what you're going with, and it would be a very solid, um, uh, tall list for Hellfire Club. I do think. Because I mean, it, it is kind of like you can include anybody in their affiliated, yes. but I think the leadership really does help Magneto in, you know, both the ways that we've been talking about. Just a little extra durability to get the most out of your sixth threat and, you know, a power generation here and there. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think we've touched on a fair number of places. Which place do you want to build today? Um, you know, I, I think that it's probably going to be either Hydra or Convocation. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about Convocation at all, but you know your point of being able to change the leader um, to fit that threat really is a strong suit because whenever you're bringing a sixth threat, you want them to be able to function in the list and not feel like you're handicapping the rest of the list with it. Yeah. For sure. Is there one that you're leaning towards? Um. I love me my convocation. I'm I'm always down to talk convocation. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think maybe going that route would be good then because mm-hmm. convocation is not one I have a lot of experience with. Uh, my friend Matt plays them, and I know that uh, Ian has played them quite a bit. But to be honest, I haven't put them on the table yet, and I they're one that is always in the back of my mind because yeah. they do things that nobody else does. Oh, yeah. Um. Do you have, like, a first Convocation member that jumps out to you? There's one that jumps out to me in this specific case. 
Um, you know, I I have a soft spot for Wong. Yeah, I I do think we need Wong anyway, just because he's the inaffiliation two threat, and sometimes right. you want to put that leadership on the two threat. Yeah, and you know he has the ability to heal, the ability to pass out power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a great support piece, and yeah. with Magneto, you know he's going all in every turn. That's what Magneto loves to do, mm-hmm. and having somebody to back him up that can hang with him would be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to bring up Clea. Clea. So, Clea is a, I think, underused character. But she, on turn one, can help Magneto get up the board. Because <laughs> she has the red goal place. Yeah. He, I mean, if there's one thing that he absolutely needs, it's help moving. Mm-hmm. And Clea can do that very consistently, uh, while also having a throw. Mm-hmm. And for one of our, for one of my uh, suggestions later, she's immune to incinerate. Okay, <laughs> that makes me think about who you're suggesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, more what mission I am suggesting. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that she's a, a great pick. And, you know, she's not somebody that you see very often. I I think we are going to see her more as people start to explore Defenders more. Because um, I think she, she... I think there is overlap in what she's trying to do in Convocation with Bear Mordeaux. Where they're both support characters, but I don't think she has as much crossover in, like, style of three threat in affiliation in Defenders. Yeah, I mean, Defenders is one that I've been talking up for a while. Mm -hmm. I think that they don't see enough play. They have a great leadership. Great leadership and a great leader. Yeah, and their roster is really stacked. Yeah. Speaking of a character that's also a defender, let me get my girl Ancient One in here. <laughs> right? She is brutal at close range. She's just a monster no matter what. <laughs> well, you know, I just I have haunting memories of Rogue trying to take out an <laughs> Ancient One and just going nowhere. Uh-huh. I, because, like, and people forget about Winds of Watoom. Right. Winds of Watoom is so good. Yeah. And we were talking about people who can bring, uh, who can get people into Magneto uh, Destroy range, and that's a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely had that situation come up where, you know, you don't even think about it, and you get caught off guard, and... All of a sudden, you're way out of position, yeah. and it's very scary. Mm-hmm. So she's going to punish you if you're uh, trying to attack her or, you know, trying to get away, and she can just, like, tank those hits. Mm-hmm. I... So... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, saying, you know, one character that I would love to see on the table... Uh, more is 
Sorcerer Supreme strange. Yeah. He's good. I've been playing a bit. Yeah. And I mean, he's also got that, um, that scalpel, which yeah. it does cost four, but he's generating three every turn. Mm-hmm. And just that much distance on a Magneto is so good. Yeah. I think that he's kind of got to be in the list yeah. just because the scalpel and, you know, he's a five threat. So together it's 11. But, you know, they, I think they just pair really well. He's got the range. Magneto's up close. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a good fit to me. Yeah. Um, there are two more of the Convocation members that I think we should consider for this list. Okay. I think there's the obvious one of Dr. Voodoo. He's Dr. Voodoo. Yep. No further explanation. I also, I think we want a second three threat in this list, and out of the three threats, I want to point towards magic. Mm. Now, is that because of her uh, teleport? Um, I like her ability to be mobile. Uh, I also think she has a really underrated spender. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Hi, I have this tactics card that can put someone right in front of Magneto with Incinerate. Yeah. Or if you need to get him where he needs to go, like we mentioned at the beginning. Yes. He doesn't mind Incinerate very much. Exactly. So I think put together, she is a really solid option to both be an aggressive piece while also having tools to support Magneto. Yeah. I think so, too, and I think that if we're taking magic, uh, Journey Through Limbo also makes the roster. Mm -hmm. So we have three more out-of-affiliation slots. Is there anything that jumps out to you? Um, You know, this is going to sound a little weird, but I really love Blob, and I think that he goes well with Magneto Mm -hmm. um, because Blob can just be where he needs to be. He's surprisingly mobile if he can get power. And I've had games where he will jump around from point to point. Um, I need to with... double check a thing quickly. Okay. Uh, I need to check timing windows on a thing. When... <laughs> uh, no. Ugh. I will need to check this. Because um, I know there is the trick with shield, and I'm double-checking if you can do it with Convocation Leadership as well. What is the trick with shield? So, the trick with shield is that the timing for the shield advance and the timing for checking the range on Ha 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 That Tickles is the same, so you can order it where you get the advance off of shield before you check the range for Ha Ha That Tickles. Okay. So you can... Yet, like, range 5, ha ha ha, that tickles, reduce the damage, spend 1 to advance with shield, end end within range 3, and still get the push off of ha ha ha, that tickles. That would be really good. But I don't think the timing is quite the same, because, uh, the convocation leadership is after the effect is resolved. Oh, yeah. Ha 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 is when it suffers damage. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so it has the when it suffers damage, uh, but then it checks again after the attack is resolved for the range three for the push. So I I would need to check the rules form if 
after the attack resolved and after the effect resolves are the same if the damaging effect is a attack. Okay. That because, makes sense? Yeah. So, like, with that, he's... Blob is one of those ones where if you get the right damage type um, into him, he can go down really easily. Yes. But if you put him in front of somebody that is doing a physical attack... Which, they have no chance. Yeah. I mean, he just will will zone somewhere. And I think that, again, when you're running six, you may want somebody who can just hold their own yeah. um, at a three threat. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's not he's no Luke Cage, but he's a, a pet character of mine. And I think that he should see more play. Yeah. Now, is there any reason to bring him with Convocation is the question, because... It just popped into my head. I love Blob and Magneto. So I think I think he's a solid option. Uh, once again, we're diversifying our types. He gives us another throw. Um, which terrain throws are something that Convocation is afraid of because they generally have low physical defense. They have issue with physical attacks on their mm-hmm. non-books turns. So being able to, like, negate a lot of the throw danger by just having a bunch of throws ourselves and getting it out of there first, I think is a perfectly fair gambit. Um, mm-hmm. I also think Thunderous Splash is a really underrated spender. It's oh so good. God. It is very good. It has won me games before because, especially on ease, where, you know, you have the tendency to pull up. I think Magneto's going to shine there. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to get people off of points, and he can't do it all by himself. But a thunderous splash, you know, if you get that wild trigger, you're going to move people for sure. Oh, yeah. That is non-size restrictive. He can move a uh, sentinel. Yeah, I've done that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I want to mention, covering up the other weakness that Convocation sometimes has. What would that and be? And a model that I've slowly enjoyed more and more, and it's Miss Marvel. Oh, because yeah. Because she is one of those three-threat characters with a four-energy defense. And being... And, like, even on their book's turns, they have an energy problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also contending that Miss Marvel is secretly one of the best shield uh, uh, sword base models. Yeah, I I heard your your argument for this at Mox, but have you said it on the podcast before? Yes, I have a couple of times. Okay, okay because it just it blew my mind. I didn't even think about it, but mm-hmm. once you said it, I was like, maybe I should be running sword base in Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah. It's it's something, and like she is also like her builder is so good, mm-hmm. like because it's range three, five dice, weevil three. What the fuck? I mean, you know when you when you have reroll three, it's tough to to whiff. Yeah, unless you get to those skulls. Um, but 
I think honestly, between Blob and Miss Marvel, I like Miss Marvel more just because she's got the mobility. Mm-hmm. She's got really good range and that energy defense. I mean, it's something that Convocation already struggles with. Yeah. So putting them together, you know, I think that she beats Blob out for me. Okay. Fair enough. We still have two more spots. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about running multiple two threats? I, as a player, I don't like it because I don't, I want to be playing bigger, more interesting models, but that's a me thing. And I think there's absolutely some lists that should be playing multiple two threats. And I think this is a list that very much may be in that realm. Yeah. Um, I, when I play Magneto, sometimes it's good to have just a second two threat because he's going to be doing six threat. But, like, you, sometimes you just need to go wide. Yeah. And on a mission, you know, where you're at 15, um, you know, like, sword base, where you want to be more spread out. Yeah. If you're bringing Magneto, you know, having a second two threat in the roster could be good. Um, I have strange opinions about which two threat I really like right now. Who um, is it? I'm... Okay, I'm realizing not for this list because she shares the issue that most of the other convocation people do. But I love Black Wo- Two Point Black Widow right now. Okay, yeah, she's always popular. Mm-hmm. But like, I know like the two picks are really it's total bullseye for the most part. But I I think she is slowly creeping into that conversation, especially with the new card. Really, because the. The two thread that I had in mind was actually Honey Badger. Ooh. So I wasn't I wasn't thinking Toad or Bullseye. Honey Badger is another great pull, and I do think that is probably the right choice for this because we want to keep people off of Magneto. Mm-hmm. I would... and she suffers from that two threat or two uh, energy defense, but she's a two threat, and yeah. if she gets wiped off the board. She's done her job because she's taken at least two attacks, probably it, more. Probably more, knowing her. So yeah, no, I am a hundred percent down with Honey Badger, and she can stack on top of Incinerate. <laughs> yeah, and if we're bringing that crisis that you were theorizing about, that's really good. Yeah. Um. So that leaves us one slot left. So we only have one four threat. Yes. Oh, no, we have two. Who's that? We have Ancient One and Dr. Voodoo. Oh, that's right. We went over him so quickly. I, I forgot to add him to the list on my side. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both just went Voodoo good and we're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Voodoo. Of course. Why not? But no, there's definitely been a glut of interesting four threats recently. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites that are, you know, not the Logans of the world, where they were just born into stardom? Yes, I have a lot of favorites that weren't born into stardom. Um, <laughs> for this list particular, I don't know if I should suggest this, but I'm going to bring it up. Because we okay. were talking about the energy problem. Mm-hmm. 
What character is very, very good into energy attacks? Captain Marvel. That's fair. Um, I think she ends up doing too much of the same thing that Magneto is doing in this list. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wanted to bring her up. I think she's good. Um, If I have to be honest, she's not one that I put on the table too much, just because she, unless you're an A-Force player, and then she's awesome, um, she does a lot of what other characters do, mm-hmm. and she's pretty tanky, but I just feel like she gets outshined a lot nowadays, yeah. being a, an OG corset model. Mm-hmm. Another uh, older model that deserves some love that I like dearly and I think does interesting things with Magneto. Okay. Is Cyclops. Really? Because uh, I think Magneto loves Field Leader. Like, loves it. If I'm being honest, I've I've played this game for about a year. I don't think I've ever seen a Cyclops on the table. Yeah. He's... I realize he's not amazing, but I he Field Leader, I think, is one of the most underrated superpowers in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he just had a little bit more of a kit around Field Leader, I think he would be amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at him now because I just had to refresh my memory. <laughs> I mean, uh, a hit and run and a quick draw are both really good yeah. um, ways to play around your opponents. And Field Leader is solid. Um, how do you think he functions in convocation? Is there any special role that he he fills there? Uh, well, I think he gets a fun use out of the bounce because they attack you once, you bounce backwards, and suddenly you're in quick draw range out of two, thus being able to do quick draw for the second attack. Okay, and that that, that is just very cute. <laughs> I agree. I mean, quick draw. Uh, we saw um, Alfredo. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Vince, um, Vincent Kukov. Yeah, he proved the concept there that you know quick draw can be a great ability. Well, so uh, this is quick draw, not fast draw. I think it's the Hawkeye one. Okay, it's a little bit different. So. Quick draw is like martial prowess, but you have to start outside of two rather than within two. Okay, I see. I'm reading it now. Yes, fast draw is the uh, Hawkeye one. Yeah, I mean, I I like it now that I'm reading it. It's a good ability. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, suffers two is not negligible. Not, yeah. Um, so... More sincerely, I want to talk about quickly New Doc Ock. You know, I was thinking about him. I love his bodyguard ability. Uh, New Doc Ock? No, I'm sorry. I was thinking of New Modoc. <laughs> New Modoc is also cool. I, I love New Modoc. I do love New Modoc. New Doc is fantastic. I have. He's a place where I can play Boomer Steve. Mm. See, he's he's so cool. I love the posing on that model. Oh, I'm yeah. a really big hobbyist. 
And so whenever I see a model that really just speaks to me, um, I get the urge to put them on the table. And yeah. him being 4-4-3, you know, that's that's a pretty solid stat line for, you know, what we're bringing to the table. And yeah. he's got that range three throw. Yeah. That's also, that, that, that's size four as well. Um, it's, oh my gosh. He has the choice between no, physical and energy. Graph. Oh, it's, yes, uh, Doc Oxgrass. I, I thought uh, you were still talking about New Doc for a second. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Ox Grasp is yeah. size three, range three. Yes, and it's very good. The range three on a grab is so much. Yeah, and, you know, we're... Is it is it too much terrain throws? Are we taking away from Magneto if we have too many on the table? Maybe. But also, if we just tactically deploy them in other places rather than where Magneto is, and we keep our convocation buddies close to Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're thinking... just... we can just have a game where we end up with zero to eight on the table. That's what I'm used to when I play Brotherhood. <laughs> He'll feel right at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I am into... Uh, new doc nice yeah i think that he's really cool scientific hubris is just a, a fantastic yeah uh superpower for power generation and i think that we're in a team where we're gonna want that extra power yeah we have a lot of ways to get extra power in our team and i think we're mm -hmm. going to use it very well yeah so uh, we we kind of danced around it earlier. I think we're Demons Downtown team. I think so, too. Uh, I mean, the star of our roster is, you know, somebody who's okay with Incinerate yep. most of the time. Um, we've got a lot. We have Clea, who's immune. Voodoo, um, who's immune. Yeah. So, let's see. With Voodoo, so that puts us at so we can 13 threat there. Yeah. Uh, so we just get, like, two more three threats in there. So it's, what, Miss Marvel and uh, Magic? Okay. They're perfectly fine not being on the points and still influencing the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. That sounds like a solid 19. Yeah. So who's the leader in that situation? Uh, maybe Voodoo? He wants to kind of... Oh, or Clea. Clea might want to be the leader just because she wants to stay back and support from the back and make them dive into you to get to her. That makes sense. And if they want to get back to her, they're going to have to get through Magneto. Exactly. Okay, I'm into it. I also think we are a, a Gamma Wave team. See, I, I just... I'm afraid of Gamma at this point. There's so many really good Gamma teams. Um, do you think that this list holds up? You know, I know we're not, you know, super competitive here, but um, I mean, it seems like every roster nowadays has an awesome Gamma team. I think we have a solid Gamma team. Because, like, I think we can play Scenario Gamma a lot more than people expect with this team. Because, like, it's, uh, we could do a... Um, Wong, 
uh, Magneto voodoo magic team. Okay. And that's a lot of mobility. You have Magneto in the middle. You have uh, voodoo who can just take over points by himself. You have magic who can teleport people off of points. Like, I think you could actually play scenario uh, uh, gamma with this one. I, is it the best? Could we beat Cat Dog? I don't know. But I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I think if you're into it, mm-hmm. I don't see an issue with it, especially that 15 you just said. I mean, Voodoo on on Gamma's great. He loves to just have, you know, if we did go into Cat Dog, just Brother Danieling uh Malekith as soon as possible. Um, well, and that, it's, that's it's not the it's not the meanest thing you can do to Malekith. Because <laughs> I still love putting a squirrel on Malakis. It's so crippling to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without the ability to use his superpower, yeah, um, like he loves that thing, and it mm-hmm. frustrates me to no end when I'm across the table from it. <laughs> and I can only imagine it's because suddenly the squirrel is distracting his big tiger, and the tiger is now <laughs> trying to attack the squirrel and not the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, and everybody knows Malakas the tiger, not the guy on top. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, um, what about our so final secure? You said that um, you really liked uh, Convocation on Cosmic Invasion. Um, I'm I not was, sure that it's... I was talking about uh, Winter God on Cosmic Invasion. I'm sorry. Um, Memory, yeah, so like, yeah, that's a hard thing. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, maps with Magneto is Intrusions. Oh, Intrusions think, is very good. Yeah, it gets around his mobility, and we have a lot of ways to move him back into position. Oh, yeah. And you know, I also think uh, Ancient One on Intrusions is a monster. Yeah. I mean, I played a game of Intrusions the other day. I don't think anybody was more than two away from a point at any mm-hmm. given time. And when when she's got you in that range, you're kind of at her mercy. Oh, yeah. Teleport in, kill you, kill, kill someone else, disappear. Yeah. That, I think Intrusions would be a great third one. Mm-hmm. Now, Extracts is the more interesting one. Um, I think there is an obvious first choice, and then we kind of get less overturns after that. Okay. What's your, I'm not very smart, so <laughs> what is your obvious choice? Montessi. Montessi. We, we are a team built around being good against mystic attacks. Hey, mm-hmm. we don't mind giving our opponent a mystic attack. Yeah. I mean, in the... The mystic attack is not going to hurt us hardly at all. So and, there's no downside. Yeah, basically. So Montessi's first. Um, one that I've really been trying out in different lists a lot more is Senators. Yeah. And I think with Magneto, it's tough. But because we have so many ways to move him around, we're going to be trying giving him as little movement as possible. Yeah. 
We want to um, take the move I, action as few times as possible. Yeah, and I think our whole roster is really good about avoiding that. Yeah, because so we can, like, hurt scalpel them. places. We can teleport with Ancient One. Yeah, I think we have some choices there. Yeah, and it also puts us back up at 19, which the higher threats are a really good place to be with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, uh, 19 of Magneto, Strange Supreme, that's 11. Mm-hmm. Then we go Magic to 14. Uh, no, I'm a point. I was a point off. Okay. I don't think we can do that in there. But, like, I, th- I think there is some options there to do some interesting stuff. Because mm-hmm. I do think Ancient One is scary on uh, Senators. Even when you're not doing the Mystique safe grab with her. Yeah. Um, I mean... Senators are just one of those one of those scenarios where if you're playing against the right team, they can just get so hamstrung. And oh, yeah. if you're built around it, you can take full advantage of that. Oh, yeah. So final I think that's, that's my... Yeah. What, a, what is our final option? Because I don't think, unlike Arsecure, I don't think we are a uh, research station team. No. Research station. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I have close to a zero percent win rate on research station. It just seems like every time it comes up, I'm going against Hulk Malekith, uh, and you know, it's it's one that you would think fits my play style based on what I like to play. Um, but I just see a lot of really scary characters around it, and I don't think that we hold up on that. No. Um. Hmm. So are we a, a scenario team or an attrition team? I think we're mostly an attrition team that can play the mid-range game against other attrition teams. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna be able to outdistance them a lot of the time. Yeah. And be able to reposition them in ways that they may not have the action efficiency to get back to doing attrition. Okay. So if we're looking for a lower scoring crisis um, to to really benefit that attrition, scrolls is good. It can catch you out, though, if you if you roll wrong. You'll be right in that enemy so, territory. I, I want to dispute scrolls for this team particularly. Mm. How many of our characters have... Two physical defense. Oh. Because they're convocation members. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It is physical. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, not the pick then. <laughs> on the other hand, do we want to play the risky game? What are you thinking? Alien ships. Ooh. Alien ship is one of my favorite. Uh, you don't see it very much, and we're going to be spending a lot of our power. Yeah. How often do you think we end a turn with three or more power? I, I definitely think it's possible because your opponent can always influence you by attacking you into getting up to that power count. But we also have a lot of ways to defensively spend down. Mm-hmm. So, but also, like, hi, I'm in the middle of three people as Magneto. 
I think I'm mm-hmm. not going to hat this and go up to three power so I can explode onto some people. Yeah. I I like alien ship. Um, I think it doesn't see enough play, and we're bringing some characters that can really benefit off it. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I got caught in the splash damage. It's Honey Badger. I guess I'll just healing factor it off. <laughs> <laughs> now the final yeah. thing is tactic cards. Okay. This is where I'm going to have to lean on you a bit more because, like I said, I haven't played against or a ton of Convocation, um, and all of their names are super confusing. Yes. <laughs> so, there are two cards that I think immediately jump out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, we talked about it earlier, Journey Through Limbo. Yes. I also think, because people forget this is an unaffiliated card. I think we still like Magnetic Refraction. I like Magnetic Refraction. It gets a lot worse when you can't get it back. But we can use it as a stopgap on the tons we don't have Ironbound books. That is true. If you if you only need it one turn, it's a very good card and the range three is huge yeah you can fit your whole team in there especially if we're on demons Mm -hmm. and it's like the the interplay between ironbound books and magnetic refraction yeah i mean i'm here for it yeah and then of course ironbound books of shumagarath right now what do you think about ancestral ring that's one I'm familiar with. Um, that one's weird. It is, but it's really good to have. Like, sometimes you just need to be in the right place. Yeah. And, you know, I've had I've had games where all of a sudden somebody's ranged three away and they're putting out that token, and now my guys get double pushed. And yep. Um, if Is that Convocation only? Yes, it is only a Convocation character. Okay. Because I was going to say, you know, Magneto could push because he's outside of range too, but that doesn't work here. Yeah, sadly, we do not have a sleeper agent style cut that will make Magneto convocation. <laughs> no, uh, and that might be for the best. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a very solid card. I'm down to include it. I think we actually have some crises that it works really well on, especially demons, where we mm-hmm. can be within range uh be technically contesting um while not being within range of the uh incinerate uh upkeep yeah and that's going to be big because well magneto doesn't care about it and we have a couple characters that are immune um if it gets on the wrong characters and they're bringing an energy attack yeah um help us mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, we are also bringing the bar with no door because that's our leadership right there. Right. Um, I don't think, for once, we're playing the Poldock team. Yeah, I was just looking at that. It's tough in this roster. Yeah, I don't think we're doing it. Um, The only other one that I would look at out of the put- bunch is Wand of Watoom. Okay. Which is got that. 
a really weird card. Because uh, a convocation character may spend two to activate to play this card. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are two modes that you care about. One is a range five seven dice attack with wild. Uh, give incinerate shock and slow. Against certain characters, that's just them done. Yeah. Like, Cat does not like being incinerated, shocked, and slowed. Right. I think that this is... I really like it, honestly. Um, you know, it's it's kind of out there, but range 5, 7 dice with a wild trigger. The odds of you not getting that wild... I mean, of course it's going to happen. It's a dice game. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really good and you know i think that having just this back card in our pocket where it's like oh you think you're safe wands of watoom mm-hmm. <laughs> but also it has an ability that says this character may use a superpower that is normally limited to once put on a second time this activation so who is that going to be on Ancient one teleporting twice in a single turn. Magic teleporting twice in a single turn. Strange yeah. if you have 10 power doing a double scalpel. Yeah, that would be scary. Um, Yeah, no, there there is some interesting stuff you can do with that. But I think uh, specifically the double teleporting or doing uh, two throws with voodoo when you have 8 power. Yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff that that does that's real scary. What do you think of the orb of Agamotto? We've got a lot of placing already. Uh, Let me double check which one that one is. Uh, Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I don't think it's quite for this game. Yeah, and it's three power a piece. It does take quite a bit. It's Rainbow Bridge. For convocation. Yeah. And I wasn't playing Rainbow Bridge when I was doing my Asgard run. <laughs> Trying to remember if there's any other character-specific cards that jump out to me as things that I want to bring. Uh, not really. So, affiliate, uh, uh, restricted cards. I think we want base. I think yeah I so I love brace it's very good and it will almost always come into play um my top pick for restricted here was going to be indomitable yeah no I do think that is a good shout though yeah and I I don't know if we want brace and indomitable yeah I think brace is much more for the convocation side of Avasta than the magneto side of Avasta yeah, and Magneto, you know, he's he's got a lot going on, and we're building a roster to support him. Mm-hmm. I think that Indomitable with Magneto he's just comes in clutch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just turns off one of the things that, you know, is his biggest weakness. Then let's go Indom patch up. Yeah, I like that. And then... Are there any of the unrestricted cards that jump out to you? 
you know, I've never played Magnetic Crush with Magneto. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've put a lot of games into Magneto. I think it's it's tough, but you know, if we get into a position where Magneto's at the front in an E map, yeah, um, it could be good. It's five power though. Do you think that we get there often enough? That's a ton too, no matter what, if you're not spending power on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, mean, I am skeptical of it, mm-hmm. but it is a fun card. Let's, I mean, we can look at some other cards. Yeah. <laughs> if we're, if we're at nine, maybe Magnetic Crush comes in for the fun factor. Mm-hmm. Uh... There's a couple that I just always consider right now. Recalibration Matrix, Fallback, Mark for Death, Mission Objective. Mm-hmm. I think all of those are perfectly serviceable picks that will do you good. I like Mission Objective. and yeah. I, I like a lot of those cards, but Mission Objective's really cool. Um, it does get around, like, Rhino or Spider uh-huh. Woman, you know. Um, yep. which we're We're going to be an attrition team. And so holding on to objectives, while not like, you know, going to be the route that wins us the game every time, we're going to stop our opponents from having them. Yep. And we have a lot of place, but do we have the movement to catch a wild spider woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, and then I just... We may also be... Let me look at our characters quickly again. I don't think we're quite a no matter the cost team. No, because we we really value our health. I mean, yeah. we're tanky, but we need that to soak up damage. And I think we have a lot of decent power generation mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, one that I was thinking about was Warpath. Yeah. Not just for Magneto, but also for Ancient One, because yeah. you know, then she could get up close and personal. I am down with a warpath. Let's do that. So what does that put us at? That's for a 10. Number That's 10. Yep. Perfect. So for everyone at home, this we have a full roster. And it is Magneto, Wong, Clea, Ancient One, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Voodoo, Magic, Miss Marvel, Honey Badger, Doc Ock, Scientist, uh, Sinister Scientist. For tactic cards, we have Journey Through Limbo, Magnetic Refraction, Ironbound Books of Shumagarath, The uh, Bar with No Door, Astral Ring, Wonderful Tomb, Indomitable, Patch Up, Mission Objective, and Warpath. For Secures, we have Demons Downtown, Has Our Comeuppance Come Due, Gamma Wave Sweeps Across the Midwest, Intrusions Open Across City as Seals Collapse. Montessi Formula Found, Mutant Extremist Target U.S. Senators, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. That seems like a fun roster. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, there's not a lo- enough people playing Convocation and not enough people playing Magneto, but I don't think that, for me, there will ever be enough people playing Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, will, you will be happy when it's a Magneto mirror match every day. Oh my gosh, I'd love it. <laughs> no terrain left. Uh-huh. 
if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, you know, I am on Discord. Um, I believe that I'm the guide to real estate. Um, you can also find me on Facebook uh, at Dustin Reed, D-U-S-T-A-N-R-E-E-D. Um, just a heads up. I do post about MCP occasionally, but I am a realtor. So that's most of my posts. (laughs) Yep. And if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Lexa White, where not only do you get access to the Morlocks Discord, you also uh, get bonus episodes at $2 a month. You get the quarterly... uh, playlist of music I've been listening to and the monthly catch-up on the stuff I've been watching, which, let me tell you, I've been watching a lot of mid-budget Chinese films, so you'll be able to hear a lot about that. Um, and then on, um, at $5 a month, you get The Darkhold, my podcast about what I've been playing each month at, uh, my local, as well as, uh, Brain, brain, brain. As well as uh, various bonus episodes. I recently had two come out. One with the wonderful, wonderful Whitney, uh, uh, William Bibiani uh, of the critically acclaimed podcast where we sat down and talked about the film Hannah. And then I had my usual monthly sit down, hang out with my friend Ed that we just happened to record and put up online. Because why not? We're having a good time. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've listened to your podcast for forever, and meeting you at Mox was just awesome. Mm -hmm. Really good to know you. And keep experimenting, people.